When you think of histamine, what comes to mind first? I mean, I guess you're going to think about allergies, seasonal allergies. But histamine does much more in the body than just dealing with our sneezing and itchy eyes and runny nose. It's a powerful neurotransmitter and body messenger. It pretty much controls every system in the body in one way or another. But histamine really isn't the whole story. It's sort of an artifact of something else. And it has a big role that plays in mental and emotional issues. Today on Ask Dr. Gill, I want to talk about histamine and its role in mental health and how it really relates to epigenetics and methylation. So stay tuned. Welcome to Ask Dr. Gill. I'm Dr. Gill Winkleman, your host for the, the show. So I wanted to talk about histamine today, and it's a bit of a sidestep from some of the other topics we've been talking about, but I keep getting questions on my website and emails about this, so I thought it would be good to cover. And it kind of goes around, goes with the epigenetics uh, discussion that we talked about uh, way back when in one of the original podcasts. And it also goes along with the pyroluria kind of indirectly because a lot of issues that show up in the body can be caused by uh, multiple uh, maladies, if you will, or imbalances. And occasionally people will have both. But for today, we're just going to talk about methylation issues and histamine because they're related. So let's start with with methylation and then discuss the relationship with histamine. And then we can kind of go through some of the imbalances that show up in the body and, and so forth. So the first aspect is that methylation is a process by which the body tags things. And methyl is a small hydrocarbon. It uh, is three hydrogens and one carbon. It's the smallest form. And uh, it can then attach itself to a location. Usually it's a carbon, but sometimes it's something else. So that there's a tag that tells other parts and other messengers in the body that this is important. Either it's going to be more uh, affinity for something to come there or less affinity, depending on what it is. So in when we discussed epigenetics, we talked about how DNA turns on and off in response to its environment. And one of the ways that it knows this, like the cell knows what to do, is methylation. So a methyl will attach somewhere and that will identify a place to turn on or off on the DNA. If you think of the DNA as kind of like this long, long strand of information and depending on where you start or stop the, the information and also which direction you go, then that will, that will sort of unveil the code in the appropriate manner to produce the protein. So it's very flexible. It's, it's much more flexible than 
we had initially thought, certainly than when I that I had learned when I was doing my undergrad in genetics. So methylation is is the way that this happens, and it's an important aspect, and we don't really fully understand it yet, uh, but it's one of the more important aspects of epigenetics right now, in part because we can measure it. So, and we can measure it directly and indirectly. And the indirect way we can measure it is through histamine. So, so histamine is really kind of interesting because there is uh, basically two cycles that go around in the methylation cycle. And one, if you imagine two concentric circles like the um, that are touching on on the edges on on the radius of the circle and one is the one on the left is going up counterclockwise and back and meeting the one on the right which is going clockwise so there's two cycles that are happening at the same time and they have a commonality in terms of their uh, functionality in the cycles and then they keep going and the one on the left will take methyl out of the system. It uses methyl up and takes it out. The one on the right puts methyl into the system. And I have a picture of this on my website that you can uh, take a look at. I mean, it's, it's the methylation cycle. And what's interesting about this is that you, you can see that there's certain vitamins that go into helping one side or the other. So folate in particular, is very good at helping the uh, cycle on the left side, taking his, uh, taking methyl out of the system. And the one on the right, you have L-methionine or SAMe that's going to put methyl back into the system. And, you know, there's some care that needs to be taken about this, and I'll explain this in a little bit, because if you actually have this equation wrong, you can exacerbate the situation over time. So, so... You're probably wondering, what does this have to do with histamine? Where is he going with this? So, well, when methylation cycle is off, it can affect histamine levels. So to take histamine out of the system, you need methyl. And there's a histamine a protein that breaks histamine down, and it uses methyl as part of that process to sort of recycle the histamine. Some people, if they have too little methyl will cause histadelia, or high histamine, that will show up. And if they have too much methyl, they can have what's called histopenia, or too little histamine. And in some of the literature, you might see histadelia being called undermethylation, and you might see histopenia showing up as overmethylation or low folate. Now, what's interesting about this is one of my mentors, uh, William Walsh, who has done research on about 40,000 cases, and he did some of the research on pyroluria as well, he found that there is a preponderance of mental health issues, and I'll explain what I mean by that in just a second, across people who are both overmethylated as well as undermethylated. And you're either one or the other. You can't be both. But this, the diagnosis might be the same, but the quality of the diagnosis will be different depending on that. So 
Some of the diagnoses <clears throat> include schizophrenia, depression, anxiety, autism, uh, AD, ADD and ADHD, uh, oppositional defiance, uh, conduct disorder, and then some cases of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's could be related to this as well. So it's kind of an interesting um, issue that we're, that we're seeing. And if you look at the diagram that some of the people have put out in terms of the methylation cycle, it appears that that heavy metal toxicity, in particular lead and mercury, can affect various points in the cycle. And if, you know, with a podcast, it's hard to show this, but, it, it, you know, again, if you can check this out on my website or download it elsewhere, uh, there's various vitamins that are needed to kind of make the cycle move in various places besides folate and B12. Uh, B6 is needed. You need zinc in various places. There's amino acids that are needed, such as serine and so forth, that sort of help direct the nutrients and the byproducts to the proper place. And some people will get stuck in various locations and create a buildup one way or the other. And the histamine is kind of a big one that can show up. So histamine is a really interesting one, and it, you know, it affects different levels of uh, people in different ways. And I'm going to talk about that in, a second, in, in the second half of the show. But I want to just finish in terms of methylation because what's interesting is, is that uh, depression, for example, is often due to something called the undermethylated state. And the, really what's happening is the histamine is too high and it's the histamine that is affecting you know, the, the person's serotonin response. And you give them a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, you know, Paxil, Prozac, Lexapro, Wellbutrin, and some people will really improve nicely from that medication. And some people have no effect, and, you know, I don't want to get into the efficacy of, of the drugs and all that. What I do want to say is that many of those are effective, not because they're affecting serotonin per se, but they're changing the histamine level because they're also antihistaminic. And I've had patients come to me and say, yeah, I actually had really bad allergies before I went on Prozac and the Prozac helped my allergies so or mild allergies. So that, that's kind of a clue that the, that the issue is, is around this methylation cycle. And, you know, with nutrients, you can not only have the person, I can have the person feeling better, but you can start to see that they won't need the uh, SSRI, the Prozac, Wellbutrin, etc., uh, after we kind of balance that back out. So in the second half of the program, I want to talk about histamine because some of the people don't show up with all of these issues right away in terms of mental health. They have other issues that show up that are kind of random seeming. So Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a sec. Okay, welcome back to Ask Dr. Gill. I'm Dr. Gill Winkleman, and we're talking about histamine issues and methylation. Um, before I jump into some of the histamine issues, 
I just wanted to say one thing about the methylation and issues first, and that is is that we don't really understand why someone who's undermethylated might show up with schizophrenia versus anxiety versus depression versus whatever it is the diagnosis is. Um, it makes no sense on the surface. Uh, what we do know is that many of the people show up with these problems and if that is the only issue and it's diagnosed correctly and treated with the appropriate nutrients, there's a very, very high success rate in terms of total improvement for the individual. And, you know, the, often it's compounded because there's multiple things going on. There's been other medication that's come in. Some of the patients that I've seen have had traumatic brain injuries as well as they're undermethylated or overmethylated. So it's not necessarily you get one thing and this is why the problem exists. And I think that's, you know, in my mind, that's the advantage of, of a naturopathic approach because in naturopathic medicine, we're treating the person where they are. And the reality is, is there's few people who have the exact same underlying issues that show up. I mean, there, there's generalities in that. But the exact uh, diagnosis biochemically, on the biochemical level, it, it's actually fairly uncommon. And so many of the patients that I have, for example, with anxiety, um, and I treat a lot of anxiety, you know, they'll have one or more of the things that I talk about, you know, whether that's a dietary issue along with a head injury, along with pyroluria, along with being undermethylated. You know, you get all of those kind of wrapped into one and you're trying to give one drug or two drugs to treat it. It, it generally, or even one or two herbs or supplements, it, it usually doesn't have any effect because there's way too much that needs to be unwound. And so that's why the approach, I take this more a holistic approach and do a bunch of different things and over time it does unwind in most cases so that that's the piece about that that's really important to understand and I'm sure as we understand the biochemistry more over time and you know it's going to take more than five years to figure this out then we'll have a better idea about things so let's talk about histamine because I find this kind of fascinating in terms of how people will show up with problems related to the histamine levels. And, and it's interesting, I'll, I'll say this, uh, Dr. Walsh talks about autism. Probably he says about 95% roughly, it might even be higher than that, of autistics are undermethylated, meaning they have really high histamine. And I, you know, I hit this uh, the first time before I'd ever learned about the Walsh protocol I was treating autistics, I, I was mostly doing neurofeedback with them, and I did uh, biotherapeutic drainage, which is a form of uh, kind of botanical medicine and homeopathy that helps the body become better at eliminating toxins. And in general, it's very effective, and particularly it's effective for seasonal allergies. But I found that many of my patients with autism, the remedies that I'd give for allergies weren't touching their allergies. They were, it had almost no effect. And I found this really curious. Well, I learned about the Walsh protocol and 
uh, we, in, at, at some point during this time, and I started treating them for being undermethylated. And I did it presumptively based on, on his research that said 95% you know, percent were, were undermethylated and they had high histamine. And lo and behold, not only did their symptoms related to the autism improve, you know, they weren't stimming as much or they were paying attention more in, to instruction. I mean, it depended on the level of, you know, their, their level of functionality. But, the, but to a, almost to a person, their allergies disappeared. So it was really interesting. And it was because we had basically helped this, the methylation cycle to create more methyl in the system, which would then bring the histamine down. So, so let's talk about histamine because I've had some interesting cases show up of patients who had uh, histamine, hista, we call it histadelia, uh, and the presentation was, was odd. So, so first of all, we'll talk about the nervous system. I already mentioned the issues with uh, schizophrenia and anxiety, depression, and so forth. But I've also had patients show up with vertigo and headache that were related to high histamine levels. And sometimes if you have depression with headache, that you, you know, can be pointing towards a histamine issue as well. Um, I've had people show up with uh, palpitations or arrhythmias related to histamine. Um, obviously, you know, we'll talk about skin. That's probably one that you already know. Uh, high histamine can lead to issues, you know, with skin eruptions and things that, that you have no explanation for. They just show up one day. But I've also had people show up with uh, gastrointestinal issues, diarrhea, uh, being particular with, with histamine, high histamine. And it's interesting because I've had a, a couple of cases of kids who were undermethylated. Uh, they had reactive attachment disorder and really bad uh, diarrhea symptoms that would show up. And it was more than likely related to the histamine as well. Uh, we would treat them, and then lo and behold, their, those symptoms would disappear as well. So, and some of the people don't have, you know, frank diarrhea. They'll have stomach pain and stomach aches and cramps. So, this is I, I bring this up because it's sometimes really important in terms of cluing you in as the patient, like what it is you need to do to find help. Unfortunately, there's not very many people using the Walsh protocol yet and who understand the methylation and how it affects the body in various ways. So that's why I bring this up and sort of bring in some of the other physical aspects that can show up. But the really, you need someone who understands uh, how methylation works and you can run a test. There's a test you can look at the histamine levels. Sometimes that can be really, really helpful. Of course, if you're already taking antihistamines, it's some you know you'll get a false normal uh, or even a false uh, low histamine because of the antihistamine levels. So, I also, as a caveat to this, I think that some people who are already low histamine who go on SSRIs, Dr. Walsh talks about how. That actually can be very detrimental to their mental health and cause uh, uh, outbursts and and severe depression and or anger. And it's, you know, I mean, I think that for many people getting tested with their histamine levels before going on uh, an SSRI can be really, really useful. People who are 
histamine intolerant often do better with Xanax and benzo and or another benzodiazepine. So it's you know I'm not advocating pharmaceuticals here, by the way, when I say this, but I think it's if if you do go down that route and decide to do that, getting tested can be really helpful and can direct which type of treatment to use. So so in any case, if you have questions about this, feel free to send an email. It's at info, I-N-F-O, at askdrgill.com, A-S-K-D-R-G-I-L.com. And if you have a topic you want us to cover, let me know. I am always up for getting suggestions from my listeners. And I hope you really enjoyed this. 